Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Today, we're looking back at two of the big art shows from 2021 that you can still see, one from an exciting young artist and one from a legend. So let's get into it with a MoMA exhibit you can't miss, not only because it's great art, it's huge. A five-story multimedia piece, two big screens showing images of civil rights moments of the past and the present, audio of poetry read aloud, and a large painted panel situated on a dark ladder-like scaffolding that soars 60 feet in the air. It's called Who is Queen, a riff on something that was said to the artist that got under his skin. The artist is a conceptual artist named Adam Pendleton, who described this piece as his Black Dada Manifesto. He said, quote, history is an endless variation, a machine upon which we can project ourselves and our ideas. That is to say, it is our present moment. While Pendleton has had a relationship with MoMA since 2012, this is the 37-year-old artist's first solo show at the New York Institution. You can catch Who is Queen until the end of January. Back when it first opened in September, Adam Pendleton joined us to talk about it. So as part of our year-end review of the art world in 2021, we wanted to revisit our conversation with conceptual artist Adam Pendleton. When you were first invited to take over the whole atrium of MoMA for this project, what did you think? Well, I thought many things because the atrium at MoMA is such an iconic space in a New York City museum. And I think, of course, the biggest challenge that is probably apparent to everybody who walks into the atrium is that it is such a monumental and tall space. So it's a quite an unusual space for one to exhibit their work in. So I had to reckon with that challenge and figure out how to create a space that would be both monumental and intimate at once. How did you embrace that challenge? I reached out to an architect. (laughs) 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 So I reached out to the uh, New York-based architect, Fred Tang, Frederick Tang, Frederick Tang and Associates, And over many years, I think Fred and I worked on this scaffolding for about four or five years. And the scaffolding is modular in nature, so it can really fill any space, no matter how wide or how tall it is. It kind of adapts to the dimensions of the space that it is in. And so that was a kind of a very organic, but I would also argue poetic solution that we came up with together. My guest is Adam Pendleton. We're talking about his new installation, Who is Queen at MoMA. So the title Who is Queen comes from something someone said to you that somewhat offended you. When did you realize that this offense and your your reaction to this comment could be the basis for a piece of work? It's not so much that it offended me, Allison. Um, it's more that I'm interested in the way in which we are seen by others mm-hmm. and how there's often a gap 
in the way in which we see ourselves and the way someone else might see us at any given moment. So queen and gay slang, one could say, could be a term for an effeminate gay man. You're such a queen. Oh, stop acting like a queen, you know, kind of mm-hmm. hurled in a playful, loving, or perhaps in a derogatory way. But if so, it was more, oh, this is how this person sees me, but this isn't necessarily how I see myself. So it's about claiming who you are and who you want to be and realizing that who you are and who you want to be is not fixed or finite, but it's always fluid. And the phrase who is queen is on the, these painted panels, on some of the panels. Some, one spans like the whole width of one of the structures. There are, there's intermittent on the structure. What do you, what would you like people to consider as they look at these, these painted panels with some language on it? I, I would like them to dwell in the pleasures of process. And I think that's one of the very, um, core things at the heart of painting is process and how it informs and influence, influences what we're looking at. And that really is what painting is for me. It's a process that unfolds over a very extended and amount of time. It's not something that I think you can do quickly, but it, it's a very different kind of temporal reality than what we experience on a daily basis. So I want people to slow down mm-hmm. and kind of recognize that they're having a very particular kind of encounter with something that was not done quickly, but that was done slowly with a lot of consideration where everything was considered, even if something feels like it was done spontaneously, mm-hmm. that it was it was still done with a particular kind of attention and an end intention at the same time. My guest Adam Pendleton, we're talking about his piece, Who is Queen? So let's talk about the video a little bit. You know, you're from Richmond, Virginia. Sure. And we have a degree of separation because my sister lived in Richmond for 30 years. And um, oh, wow. <laughs> I texted my, my niece, who's about your vintage, and I said, did you know Adam Pendleton? He goes, yep. His mom taught at Collegiate, too, and has a younger sister oh, that wow. was a year behind me, or in my year, I think. I listened to an interview he did recently about one of his shows, Pretty Dope. So, <laughs> so there you go. Your there former you go. former classmates think your work's pretty dope. Um, but you know, if you're in yeah. Richmond, and anybody who's been to Richmond knows, there's Monument Avenue with all of these monuments of Confederate war heroes, and of course the giant Robert E. Lee statue, which is featured in of one of your videos, covered with Black Lives Matter sayings and anti-racist sayings. Um, you know, first of all, as someone who grew up in Richmond, you're aware of Monument Avenue and that proms are held at plantations and the like. What mm-hmm. did it just feel like the first time you saw the statue post-2020? You know, it, it was it was funny because I went home to see my parents that I hadn't seen in maybe a year and a half during the, the long haul of COVID that we all know so well. And when I landed and my parents picked me up at the airport, they said, oh, we've got to go see the Robert E. Lee monument. And I said, oh, I don't have time for that, which is typical me. I never have time. I'm always busy, busy, busy. I said, oh, I don't have time for that. Too too much to do, too much to do. I said, no, Adam, you really got to see it. 
And of course, I had known at that moment that it became a, a focal point during the summer of protest and that it had been radically transformed. But I thought I had seen it because I had seen images of it. And I think that's a mistake we too often make in contemporary life. We think we have seen things because we have seen a video of it or a photograph of it. So we don't think we need to physically see the thing itself. And I was so wrong and that I had seen it because seeing it in person was absolutely transformative. And I it was honestly, it's probably one was one of the most extraordinary objects I had ever seen in person because mm -hmm. the surface of this monument had been transformed in this kind of act of communal painting, if you will. It was like looked like a this beautiful painting with different colors and words and even a kind of texture emerged. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to capture that. I didn't want that to disappear. So one of the videos that is in the installation at MoMA is a visual act of documentation. So a document of this of the monument as it existed post the the protest. And you have this. You you may you shot the the footage yourself, correct? I shot the footage with a team of people. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have done it all alone. <laughs> or actually, I don't wish I could have done it all alone. Yeah. Because I enjoyed working with the, the team so much. So I worked with the cinematographer, Maceo Bishop, and the producer, Miriam Schroeder, and, and, uh, and others to mm -hmm. capture this footage. There's an interesting technique of using a, a spotlight that moves around the monument yes, and lands exactly. on an actor. So, exactly, the actor Ty Richards, exactly. So I wanted to, the, the thing about art is that it has to transform something. So if this was simple, simply footage of this static monument, that wouldn't be different or other to the other acts of documentation of this monument. And so I needed a visual way to activate the space of the mm -hmm. frame. And I came up with a simple device, and that was a, essentially two spotlights were projected onto the surface of the monument, and these spotlights danced around, and they were almost in dialogue with each other. And so they activated the frame, and they activated the surface of the monument. So they ended up draw they end up drawing you into the space of the film of the footage in a very different way there's also footage of one of the sort of not as well known or often discussed civil rights protests the resurrection city in dc which was this encampment of anti-poverty activists and, and people who lived below the poverty line that occupied and lived on the national mall just just south of the reflecting pool with the lincoln memorial in the distance. What drew you to this footage as part of this project, Who is Queen? Yes, yeah, so there are three video pieces, Allison. So there's, yes, there's the notes on Robert E. Lee. Then there's also the notes on Resurrection City, which you're referring to. And then there's also the video portrait of the queer theorist, Jack Halberstam. Mm -hmm. And these three videos really work in relationship to each other to create a kind of trilogy within the space of the installation at MoMA. 
I was drawn to Resurrection City in particular because I'm interested in the relationship between blackness abstraction in the avant-garde. And I think when we think about the avant-garde, we usually think about something that namely happened in Europe and namely was mostly, you know, not black people, for example. And I think that you can find tendencies of the avant-garde in unusual spaces. And I think something like Resurrection City, this sort of moment in 1968, which was the culmination of Martin Luther King's Poor People's Campaign, is an example of an avant-garde, of an avant-garde moment, of an avant-garde gesture, where people gathered and asked society, asked from a cultural standpoint, from a political standpoint, ask people to think differently. And that is what the avant-garde is for me. It's it's where you propose an alternative to normative ways of being or thinking. That was my conversation with conceptual artist Adam Pendleton about his multimedia installation at the Museum of Modern Art. It's called Who is Queen? And you can catch it at MoMA until January 30th.